1: wherever you listen to podcasts
0: acast helps creators launch grow and monetize their podcasts everywhere acast.com Welcome to face to face this is a show about change and about what's next it's a show that wants to ask questions peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface Well, welcome to Face to Face, and we've got another uh, exciting uh, guest here uh, with us today, Julia Molden. Uh, Julia, thanks for joining us.
1: My pleasure.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I've got lots to say about Julia, but I think I'm going to let her do it uh, uh, for herself. Uh, but I will give you this much information: it's juliamolden.com, and her uh, last name is m o u l d e n.com. Her website says this is what it says anyway. She writes books, she gives talks, she produces content, she makes news. Oh, wait for it. And is in within reach. As and sorry, and is within reach. Uh, I want to get to that in a couple uh, a couple of minutes but she's a, she's a storyteller, uh, she's a public speaker, I've seen her live, and she's a writer, and I've, I've uh, read one of her books, We Are the New Radicals, which I'm suggesting you all run out and buy after this podcast. So, um, Julia, why don't we get right into it? Um, uh, tell us a little bit about, about I don't know, being, well, I know that one of the other titles of one of your books is Ripe, tell us about what it means to be a radical, or it means to be ripe, about about the whole idea around social change.
1: Yeah, well, um, that was quite an intro. Today, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, no,
0: you! are welcome. Uh, and um, I bet yeah. I was understating too. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> well, I have to say that the, the line you read is the nav bar from my site. That's right. And I can't believe that nobody's done that. I hit on that idea, and of it's, course, it's I bet great. you now it's going to be people are going to copy it. But that's right; it's going to so go viral. Yeah. It's just so obvious to, cool. to tell a story with the NAVBAR. Why do we have to make it the way it's been for so long, which is, anyway, you know, everybody That's knows what NAVBARs do. So, so here I am at the ripe age of 57, and um, I'm I'm a new radical, and I'm what I call ripe, which is people who've discovered that uh, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, right. just the opposite, that it goes on. And as as I've said for years, um, and really truly believe that um, our greatest work happens. After that um, milestone birthday, and for some reason that's gotten lost in our culture, and we have this huge opportunity now, because so many of us are going to live much longer and in reasonably good health to achieve things that we we couldn't do. and I would add, because I think this is an important point for your audience, that you know if there were ever a time that the world needed all hands on deck, this is it.
0: Wow, that's so great. yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you don't have to really, you don't have to be a deep thinker to sort of get a sense for that, do you?
1: Well, I mean, we just know that people who've lived life and have, have seen so much and have, you know, knowledge, skills and resources need to be part of the conversation about how we get ourselves out of this mess and how we um, really save not just the planet but but uh the future of humanity
0: so you talk so you just mentioned we need to be a part of the conversation i find myself saying that a lot you know as a philosopher a guy who loves ideas i, I mean i like to sit around with a bottle of wine and a, and a you know a couple french cigarettes and talk about life all right. you know and and hey it's all about the dialogue and it's all about the conversation but you write about the action as well right yes.
1: yeah yeah Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, go ahead.
1: Well, it's, it's it seems so critical to me that um, that uh, people, yes, have an outlet for uh, what they're thinking about and feeling um, and their desires and their hopes. And um, as you know, the, the books that I've written, uh, the last two books, have been about finding that place through what we do for a living because I realized that people increasingly didn't want to leave bifurcated lives, you know, hmm. I do this thing for a living, and then I, I you know, I do the run for the cure right. once a year, or That's whatever it might be, that they wanted to integrate that uh, making a difference, um, and that meaning into their work. And when I first started uh, talking about the New Radicals, Uh, people thought I had rose-colored glasses, I think, you know. Sure, 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 some people, you know, you can go off and work for, you know, Doctors Without Borders or whoever it might be. But of course, uh, the world has changed, even though in the last decade we've gone through this terrible economic upheaval. um, So much that Gallup reports that meaning is the number one thing that people look for in their work. So, yeah, the world's Changed. People want that do now. You,
0: do you have a sense that um, the, the, the newer, the younger generation, what is it, the millennials, the millennials. Uh, you know, is the M's, does it stand for meaning?
1: Interesting. I haven't heard that. That's good. Um, well, it's certainly true. I mean, it seems to be strongest among the boomer cohort and the millennial cohort. Okay. They. I mean, really, they've emerged into a world that <laughs> I, I haven't quite articulated this, so I'm just going to sort of throw yeah, sure. it out which we uh, boomers came of age in a world where we, have, we had all kinds of opportunity. You know, we could, we could take risks, therefore. And I think the same thing is true for the millennials, although they're they don't all see it this way yet. Right. They just see the the stuff that gets you know. Oh, I'm not getting a job. I've gotten you know this big education. Blah blah blah. But I think it will lead to an ability in them to be creative and innovative um, in a way that's really going to uh, stand them in good stead for the next you know century. So I think it'll be. Um, It'll be to their advantage in a way that they can't yet see. Right. And, and certainly this notion of meaning is, is deeply embedded in them uh, because they know that the world really needs, doesn't need more consumers. Yeah. <laughs> it, it needs people who, who can do something. Yeah, well, th- well thi-
0: things are broken, right? Right, exactly. We're not, we're not going to just continue to su- uh, sweep that under the carpet.
1: Right, yeah, well the world won't allow us and if this winter didn't convince people of that or the uh, the uh, summer they've just had in Australia you know something's going on.
0: Tell me um tell me about your family dinner table. So I'm going to just go a little lazy on my listeners again and read a little bit off your website if that's okay. Uh quote to quote Julia I think I trace my entire career to our families Dinner table, mahogany, yellow walls, my mother's tea biscuits, and talk, stories, ideas. What is badinage? Badinage, laughter, and singing. I mean, that's
1: awesome. Badinage. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you have to say it avec un accent. <laughs> there you go. So, so bad-nage mean, is, is wordplay. So wordplay. Excellent. Right. All right. Yeah.
0: So, so. So, but story, obviously, and and conver- we're back to conversation. We're back to dialogue. We're back to you know yeah. connecting with others. And it yeah. sounds pretty amazing that you were able to connect like that in a, such an intimate way with your with your family. You must have felt incredibly included.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a remarkable place to start. I mean, both my parents. I mean, my mother's still alive. My father's now gone. Um, were are. Uh, curious people Mm. you know always wanting to know what does that mean and you know we had a dictionary and an encyclopedia you know the days pre-google close at hand and and you know um there were all of these conversations about well what does that mean and what did you learn and what did you see and and you know my question always was why 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 so i mean it's it's a You know, it's a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it was in my nature, and it was definitely encouraged in my family to be somebody who is a seeker and who does want to, you know, be in dialogue with people um, about how they're leading their lives. And then that leads me to wanting to share those stories with other people.
0: I um am... you know the more books that I read the more uh, films I see uh, we have uh, Elizabeth and I have Spencer who's eight and Victoria who's six I just the story just the power of narrative uh, the reconciliatory nature of it um, you know I don't I don't have a lot of research on it. I haven't read a lot of books on it, but it just seems to me that there's, you know, I was talking to Victoria who's six just the other day about kind of small T and capital T truth. And this idea that the story may not actually be true, but there's all kinds of truth in it. And Um. I'm pretty sure she got it. um, And I know Spencer has, and it's been, it's always, (laughs) it's always so fun as a vain parent to hear your kids kind of (laughs) spouting things that you've said before. Yeah. you think are really wise, right? Oh, oh good. Spencer, he got it. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, he's going to be okay after all. Right. Um, but but I think I don't know. I I I don't know if we're moving more towards that or if we're moving away from it, but what do you think? I mean, you you've you've made a living at telling stories, but you were raised telling stories as well. So it's been an incredible part of your life. How how um how do we make that a part of our lives more?
1: Well, I think you know, to the first part of your question, it's, it's not Going to go away. In fact, the mm. opposite. Um, well, good. stories are for me. I, I love uh, this idea that they're equipment for living. Right. That they, you know, that they serve a, a purpose. I mean, yes, they can be escape, um, but the the best ones are sharing the way people have gotten through this tricky complicated confusing painful you know sometimes joyful thing we call life um and so i think there's no diminished appetite for it i think it'll probably continue to take uh, new forms, and I think that's going to be really exciting to watch, you know, what the next kind of media are going to be, um, but, but it's, it's something that every marketer learns, you know, that, that, uh, or every speechwriter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't uh, impress people by sharing the facts, or, you know, that's part of it, but really what they're going to remember is the story that's what's going to resonate with them and that's what they're going to carry out of the room with them not you know what the square footage was right you know? so um so it's it's uh it's certainly a, a fundamental part of our culture and and is just going to get stronger
0: what do, you, what do you think about the the healing power of story? This whole idea of of reconciliation of of uh, you know I used the word inclusion earlier, and I think a lot of us feel excluded. Um, you know I'm I'm uh, I, I, I've had a, co- a second attempt at a marriage, and I'm in a wonderful relationship with Elizabeth. And my first attempt, I, I you know I don't I don't think. I don't think I was embraced. I don't think I felt included in the way that I do in this relationship. And I think in some ways, a lot of what we do and what we don't do is as a result of, you know, not being included. And mm-hmm. so, you know, w- w- you know, whatever you want to, you know, call crime, you could call, you know, any, any number of um, sort of dysfunction, I suppose, or any level of dysfunction in our society, I think comes down to, you know, simply in, a, in some cases not being affirmed not being loved, not being, you know, included. And so uh, how do you think story can um, um, sort of peel back those layers a little bit and, and connect us with us, build trust, all these things? I mean, I think there's something there to that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, and even even these crazy stories that you read children, you know, that we, <laughs> we read at night, there's just there's wonderful truths that you can pull out. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder about that.
1: Well, absolutely. And it, it's, you know, it's something that, um, that I remember first emerging in our culture, you know, there aren't women. In the media, there aren't women in movies. There aren't strong mm-hmm. female leads. You know, um, if if I were black, I'd probably be talking about my memories of of that. You know, right, when right. when there weren't any black faces anywhere. Right. You know, much less in the president's office in the U.S. Um, and so there's there's that piece um, uh, of inclusiveness that I think I was just thinking about. Guess who's coming I mean, to I Remember that movie?
0: Yes. yep.
1: Yeah. You know, and how. Um, powerful that was, for a lot of people, how, how um, you know, shifting in our perceptions of what, you know, these other human beings were like. So, um, so I think stories uh, at every level, in all ways that we think of them today, have that ability to, to make us feel like we're part of the conversation, to go back to that idea. Um, And, I mean, social media has given Mm -hmm. us such an opportunity to tell our stories and to share them with people in a way that I think hasn't happened um, ever before on this scale, but is returning us in a way to the way, I mean, Facebook could be thought of as the fire, uh, what is it, the... uh, campfire you know the so people are gathering around right, it right sure Yep. I'd rather see people face to face yes of course yeah and I think that will shift too but I think you know that's the need that it's answering I want to tell my story more people are writing today and communicating yeah and it's making true. videos than ever before
0: I met um and and this is a little bit of a pet project i want to i'm a frustrated filmmaker so Uh i want to do a documentary on a man that i met 10 years ago in cambodia at a uh uh, Reap war museum 10 years later in 2000 what was it uh, may of 2013 i decide i'm there in the same part of the country i decide you know what wouldn't it be amazing if he was still there i'm gonna i'm gonna drop in and see highly unlikely anyway he is um Totally doesn't remember me, but I remembered a story that he told me back in two thousand and three, uh, where we sat in the in the in the area, you know, where in the in the museum. It's an outdoor museum, and so I went up to this guy whose name I didn't remember. And I wa- walked up to him, he's sitting there smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer with a guy at the little patio outside of the museum, and I said, you don't remember who I am, but I remember you. you. We sat over there 10 years ago, and you told me this story, and I unpacked it, and you should have seen this, face, uh, this smile appear in his face. Yeah. And later, as I, I've gotten to know him now, more, came back in November, we actually did do some filming. Every day, Julia, he has been coming to this museum. Basically, his life is to tell his story. He wants people to hear how he fought for the Khmer Rouge, how he fought for the uh, uh, the, the Cambodians, how he wound up in a North Vietnamese prison, etc., how he lost his leg to a landmine. And it's, I mean, he's in tears half of the time, this guy. Yeah. He's probably in his early 50s, Cambodian man. And it just, it blows me away that that's his reason for existing, is to tell a story.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's something, I have to say, that I hear a lot that people say to me, I, I, you know, I have this amazing life story and I want to share it with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I think, universal. And what came up for me as you were telling that story is how we still don't hear. Right the stories of people beyond the kind of, you know, when I talked about, the, you know, the hot summer, I I mentioned Australia, because that's what we hear about in the newspapers, you know, in our media, we don't really hear about what's going on in Cambodia, so we need to hear those stories, but how life-affirming it is for him that you have this interest.
0: Right. Yeah, you I must
1: lo- make
0: that film. I love. Uh, yeah, well, believe me, I'm I'm working on it. We've got some footage, and it's uh, it's started. So we'll see how long the we'll see how it plays out. But yeah. but I but I loved. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we don't hear. I almost thought you were going to end it there. I sort of thought you were going to go down. You know, we need to listen more.
1: Yeah.
0: And and I think I've noticed with my kids, um, that's huge, and that's hard for me. Somebody like me, who who you know clearly has ADD who's got his hands into a lot of different projects who's doing a lot of different things and trying to change the world and all those th- well how do you find time to listen to your kids but it's just so important
1: It is well to to everybody I mean I think that's it's one thing that I really try hard to do and I do talk about the whole New Radicals credo, positive, constructive, hopeful. And, you know, when I give a talk, I try to share with people, okay, well, here's what it means, you know, when you interact with somebody at a, you know, who's just pumping your gas or whatever it might be, and most people just ignore them, you know. They're just a human being, or barely. Um, But to elicit, you know, more than just, how are you, or wh- how, you know, so that you, uh, the people that are really good at this are, you know, like the Bill Clintons. I don't know why I'm using all these American examples, I'm Canadian. <laughs> That's but, right. You know, where he really engages, and he is so focused on you when you're, uh talking to him, and he will remember these extraordinary details about your life the next time you meet. I mean, of course, mm. he's he's an exceptional human being, but but we can all learn from that, and why do we respond to him? Because he is paying attention, he is listening.
0: We talked briefly before the tape player uh, started uh, for the podcast, you talked about pathfinders and, and, and masters, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if the whole notion of, you know, if Bill Clinton, if this is a nice segue into that, but this idea of, you know, this statesman being very experienced, having a lot of, uh, you know, he's put a lot of time, you know, he's been on deck for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, what, can you talk a little bit more about the distinction between those two and why, why you found yourself there?
1: Yeah, so when I started writing RIPE, I I was mostly thinking about people who (coughs) loved their work, Um, we can think of artists or architects uh, as examples, um, and who'd want to go on doing it forever and ever. And, and then I started thinking about how um, in our culture in the West, uh, we're really focused on this idea of reinvention, you know, that we're going to go off and do something completely different. So I realized that I was going to write about what I call pathfinders, so people who do... Um, change careers completely Uh, and but then I realized there's another whole group of people um, that are masters so those artists or architects but who aren't artists or architects who may be doing um, you know a job that's you know very low profile or not one that's on most people's radar but is a job that they've enjoyed and that they want to continue doing, and what they need uh, to do if if they you know are in that uh, you know of of that mind, mm-hmm. if they want to continue doing it is to um, find something that they can feel passionate about again. To find that you know what I call the zest of the beginner, so that they can continue on. And in fact, that's what happened to me. Hmm. I started out thinking that i was going to reinvent myself and realized that no i was going to become a master um which was a complete surprise to me and i couldn't have predicted it um and it's been a 10-year journey that i now describe as my hero's journey right and um and i'm so glad that i that i did you know that Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have chosen this journey. It was um, filled with perils and... uh, You know, lots of struggle and, uh, you know, some some extreme joy, too. But uh, but now that I have realized that w- really I'm a, I'm a storyteller and what I want to do is continue to do that, but to just do it with this range of media now, not restrict myself solely to writing books, um, I'm uh, happier doing it, much happier, than I would have been if I'd just, you know, continued on as a speechwriter, which is what I was predominantly for the first part of my career. Right, Um, And I have all of this new, I have this new skill set, I have this new um, awareness of myself, a new confidence, and a new enthusiasm. So everything is different in a way. And yet, the work is fundamentally the same.
0: You say you you say you uh, wouldn't have chosen it. What do you mean by that? Because you don't strike me as a fatalist at all. You don't strike me as the type of person who's deterministic in any sense of the word. You're oh. all about intentionality and making decisions and
1: y- yeah, you know, forward well,
0: moving, being proactive. <laughs> the,
1: he- the hero's journey is all about the inciting incident. Uh, And that's how the journey begins. Um, And just for people that aren't familiar with it, it comes from the work of Jung and Joseph Campbell. um, And, of course, a lot of people have written about it in the last Mm -hmm. 20 years. Sure, yep. Um, But so the inciting incident, in in my case, was uh, a divorce. It was something personal. And it's often um, something traumatic. um, And what I mean by I wouldn't have chosen it is partly, you know, I like being comfortable, I like being able to, you know, I I had a very different life uh, uh, 10 years ago than I have today, and Initially, you know, I, I resisted. I, I thought, well, I don't want to uproot myself, and wh- what what is all of this? But what happens on the hero's journey is that you meet a mentor or two who helps you realize, yes, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I was really seized by the idea of, I mean, I rediscovered my ambition and really took on this challenge and, uh, you know, explored all kinds of things in the last 10 years. Um, so, so didn't choose it, uh, but it chose me perhaps, and I'm really glad that it, that it's all happened.
0: So, so, so for somebody that, where does, where does choice fit into, you know, somebody who, who you know, may, I guess makes the decision or maybe, maybe not makes a decision, you know, maybe it's more of a, you know, an unfolding, I suppose I was going to say unraveling, but <laughs> probably not the right word, but you know, the difference between the pathfinder, the master, the new radical, um, um, cause it does strike me that, you know, you do have to make a series of choices in order for something like that to happen. um, yeah. or or are you sort of say, I haven't read ripe or are you sort of saying to folks you know just it, it's more about listening it's more about conversation and, and 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 inclusion and dialogue and so on
1: i think it, it, it the um the impetus comes from different sources yeah, you know sure, sometimes sure. it's Oh, my goodness, I'm 50. <laughs> right. We yeah. call that an inciting incident. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you know, or, yeah. Or, 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 you know, I'm 50 and I didn't do what I wanted to do. Right, right. Or, I'm, I, as I read, um, oh, now I'm going to forget her name, the woman who just uh, swam from Cuba
0: oh, to yes. Miami, yeah, I Diana
1: Nyad. Okay. She, and, and she's 60, whatever she is, so let's say four. She, just an extraordinary example. She realized when her mother died that she, okay, what? what is my life about, and I'm not going to live forever, and what do I want to accomplish? So I think there can be, um, you know, all kinds of things that set people off on this journey, internal and external. And for young people, I mean, I've had so many people at 25 saying, I think I'm having my quarter-life crisis, you know, <laughs> right. um, sending me emails saying, w- what do I do? And, and mm-hmm. the beauty of this journey is that there have been many people down the path before us. So there is a nice uh, series of steps. There's a process, and I map it out in both my books, you know that that requires us to assess you know our skills that 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 um asks us to reflect. So that's the listening piece that you're talking about, really listen to our deeper selves. And to explore. Right. I mean, this is sort of, you know, very high level. To, you know, to get out in, of that comfort zone that I was in and meet new people and push yourself and try new things and stretch and get scared and take that risk and, um, you or know. You,
0: you, you, you referred to being a seeker earlier. So yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and so, and of course, that's in everybody. And, you know, and so the the journey will be longer or shorter. I write about one guy in The New Radicals who was... Seventeen years before he really felt that his journey had come to an end, right, and I thought, right. "Boy, I hope that's not me."
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, but I couldn't have predicted that it would take me ten. So
0: so you you there really go. you really do believe in change. You really do believe in uh, uh, teaching old dogs new tricks. Oh,
1: I think it's essential. Yeah. I think, you know, companies can't stay the same. They know that now, you know, or, or you just can become outmoded, you know, with the next technological marvel. Um, the same thing is true for human beings. I mean, you know, if you want to be engaged in the world, you have to be really nimble now. You have right. to keep... <laughs> you know, you it's just good. Yeah. do. And, and people... You know, I think you're younger than me, right? Are you? Are I'm you 48. You? Yeah, well, there you go. So I'm just a you're young considerably individual. younger than me. <laughs> yeah. but, but, so let's just say broadly, people our age also have to, unless they want to go, you know, and live in that gated community and retire from, from life, which, as we know, and as I talk about in RIPE, is really not good for us. It's the quick road to descent, uh, into descent. I mean, what did mm-hmm. uh, Walter Cronkite called? uh, retirement, statutory senility, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious. not something you want to pursue, although it's been sold to us as this great, yes. you know, that's what you want to yes. achieve in yes. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, it yeah. On, on some level it's underachieving, isn't it? I mean, I mean, you can still do that, I suppose in a, in a, you can still be, uh, Uh, Can you be a ripe new radical? Anyway, um, yeah, so you could still be a ripe new radical on the beach, you know, in Sarasota, it seems to me. It's not so much about geography. It really is about, you know, the heart and the soul and the mind, right?
1: Yes, and staying active and engaged, you know. And, you know, I just think my metaphor that i use all the time think about the uh, natural world think about animals they're not there's not a bunch of beavers that are retired right and that you know all the other beavers are supporting them beavers (laughs) keep working and foraging for food and built you know until their time is up and i think that's the natural state
0: um my message has been, you know, for quite some time now, and I think this is part of the reason why you and I have resonated, why we connected, and, and uh, I need to tell this quick story, I'll try to make it really fast, because I don't want to take bu- away from what you you have to say, Julia, but uh, I was introduced to Julia by my brother-in-law a couple Christmases ago, probably, I don't know, maybe four or five Christmases ago, I, I, w- uh, I was given the book We Are the New Radicals by my brother-in-law um, Ted and he used to edit uh, 24 in the magazine in Toronto and uh, yeah Dave you know I just you know I thought it might resonate with you and your whole so change kind of social justice sort of thing well you know I kind of uh, cracked it open not knowing what to expect hadn't heard of you and so on and I ate the book up, read it in, in under three days, just full of wonderful stories and engaging and empowering. I mean, it's about social justice, but it's also, you know, what I've come, I've come to call incrementalism, which I'm sure is not my own um, uh, 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 word or, f- or phrase, but something I want to definitely explore more, this idea that, you know, it all matters. Yeah. You know, you, I love, I can't remember, um, oh, I should have done my research. Ed, is it Ed Sut? The hurricane
1: yeah, nail. nail yeah, I was going to yeah. call
0: him Nut Ed Sut Ed Sut. The earthquake nail. I mean, what a beautiful metaphor for a guy who's designed a better nail that has yeah. saved all kinds of lives and probably hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, and capacity and infrastructure, and the list goes on. And it comes down to a nail.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it just. I know. Talk about incrementalism. It's wonderful. Like, and just this idea that we have to do it all big, grand. We got to solve the
0: world's problems, right?
1: right? And he, uh, you know, he was. It was. He watched the footage of Hurricane Katrina and was devastated, as we all were, by watching what happened. And he knew in that instant that he wanted to do something, but he didn't know what it was. He was an engineer working at Stanley Bostich, and uh, you know, just was playing around with ideas, playing around. Then had a chance to go and survey some hurricane damage. And realized, you know, with his engineer's ability to see, uh, that with, in wooden structures, it wasn't the two by fours that give way, so the wood doesn't split. It's the fasteners Mm -hmm. that hold it together that Mm -hmm. give way. So he hit on this idea of, let's make those nails stronger. And he, he did, and, and his company brought it out as a product, and, you know, all of that from a guy who, uh, whose guidance counselor told him he wasn't going to amount to much.
0: Don't listen to those
1: people. Yeah.
0: Hey, I did one of those tests back in grade 11. They told me I was going to be a garbage man. So,
1: (laughs) well, there you go. (laughs) That's right.
0: So, how do we convince people, Julia? Like, I mean, one of the things I, I mean, I, you know, that uh, I don't know what the stat is these days, but a lot of young people don't vote, right? And this is something I talk about a great deal. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I don't think it's because they don't care. I mean, we talked earlier on about how millennials are looking for meaning. You know, Mm -hmm. they do understand. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't they vote? Why don't, you know, my vote, you know, my vote matters. There's the T-shirt, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But on some level, I don't think a lot of us believe it. And so we end up retiring to Sarasota and we don't, you know, take that desire with us to to still make a difference, to change the world or or whatever the case might be. So I'm wondering, you know, with all the interviews you've done and the books you've written and so on, I mean... What is it? What's, or what's missing? I guess.
1: Well, I think the answer lies in what we were just talking about—that idea of incrementalism. That, that because we do become so overwhelmed so easily. I mean, even just thinking about which uh, cause or issue mm-hmm. do I want to support. I mean, it's just mind blowing. You know, every time you turn around, there's something else. Or open the newspaper. Mm, which I don't know how many people do, but I still do.
0: I I still do, too, actually.
1: (laughs) I really enjoy it. Well, I have to tell you a quick story about that. I was actually in a waiting room, and there was a little kid, like pre-reading age, um, and he was at a loss, didn't know what to do with himself, and his mother was distracted, so I handed him a piece of my newspaper, and he held it. Like he'd never seen a newspaper before. <laughs> he didn't know you could open oh, it. That's up. awesome. He didn't know you you could are old. Hold it. Yeah. Oh! That's I went. What is this? anyway? <laughs> shocking. But that's how the world has changed. Oh,
0: that's funny. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so I I always encourage people to go back to themselves to check in with, you know, what is most meaningful, what we value most highly. That's a clue, and to you know, surround yourself with people that have hope hmm. that that know that yes, little things add up and make a difference, and yes, you're uh, community activism mm-hmm, pays off and you may not see it and it may seem hopeless and there may be no funding and 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 the world seems corrupt and all of the things right. that we all very know.
0: C- very cynical age in, in yeah. some respects yeah
1: yeah and so we need to keep countering that and thank goodness there are people like you who are doing this work David and sharing the word about what's possible
0: mm-hmm. yeah thanks um, I served an eight thousand five hundred hour apprenticeship as a as an electrician,
1: uh-huh. and,
0: and I and I know the power. I think of little things. I know the yeah. power of coming alongside someone, uh, learning a trade, becoming you know that that step from apprentice to master. I wrote about it in my master's thesis. Oh. Um, do you find yourself um, uh, mentoring? Uh, others now, I mean, obviously, you can sort of mentor through books and through essays and public speaking and those kinds of things, but do you are you finding that you are personally coming alongside others as well?
1: Uh, you know i'm I'm not regularly asked to, so I, I don't know if it's just that writers are by nature more isolated, you know that i'm not I'm not in you know bumping into people as you might in an organization sure, sure. um but I had one fascinating uh, moment where. So I wrote Green as Gold, the book that was my first book, in, and it was published in 91 by Harper Business. And so that was a long time ago. It was a, the first environmental management guide for business. Wow. And it's it's way out of date now, but the principles in it sure. still hold. Sure. Uh, so I was interviewing interns for Ripe after the New Radicals came out, and I, I put a notice on the Mars website as thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to pre screen. I'm only the kind of people that would go to the Mars website. I want working for me. <laughs> anyway, long story short, one of the kids who applied had been in um, Abu Dhabi hmm. when she was in high school, and her teacher had told her about this book called Green Is Gold. Wow. She read it. And then she found me through the Mars website and said, can I be your intern on this new book?
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. Isn't that's that an amazing story.
1: Like, yeah. how does that happen?
0: You want to talk about, you know, incrementalism and listening and inclusion. Wow. Yeah, and, that's and very
1: connection, cool. And connection. And connection,
0: yeah. And so I just got a bit of a shiver, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I really did. I mean, it, yeah, was, I bet. it was an awesome... Moment for her, for me, and so I would say probably interns have been the ones that I've been mentoring, you know. Well, and you, uh,
0: and, and you used to be a, a professional coach. I mean, I guess yes. there's, a, there's a difference between, you know, coaching someone and mentoring, but I would imagine there's some crossover.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely um, worked with people one on one, and it's, you know, it's incredibly rewarding and. Uh, it's, it's again, it's this universal need. I mean, people, I'll tell you, I've, I've had some, well, between my work as a speechwriter and, and coaching, I've had some very big, powerful people sitting in front of me. Right, right. And everybody is scared, and right, everybody is right. uncertain, and Isn't everybody yeah. is vulnerable. And I just, I love finding that out about human beings. I mean, they never show it.
0: Sure, yeah. But
1: it's there in, in all of us. So they, it's funny in a way, but even these powerful people um, are looking for mentoring too.
0: Well, and I, you know, I mean, we keep, we it's like we're almost trying to find the thread, but clearly the thread to me today is conversation, dialogue, inclusion, connection. You know, I mean, I think, aren't we all on some level just kind of looking for that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what keeps us going, I think. I mean, when s- you find it, it's... It wonderful.
0: It's wonderful. Soon. Soon Rotana is the name of the man I met uh, 10 years ago who uh, hangs there out and go. lives at the war museum. I mean, I think ultimately that's what he's looking for. You know, I, I think it's connecting with others and, and his message is that war is crazy basically. Yeah. that's yeah. That's essentially his message and how can I communicate this by, uh, you know, however that might be, showing people my, my fake limb, telling them a story. I mean, he's got this, oh, man, yeah, I so hope that I get to invite you to the, the screening of the film one day. But uh, it's just, yeah, delightful, delightful stuff. Well, you know what, we got to wrap up in a second, but what, so what's, what's next? You know, how, how, maybe what's next for you maybe, but also um, how are we going to get everybody on deck? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> that's good a question. big question,
1: eh? And it's it's you know, it's early days because <laughs> it's uh, that's you know, awesome. We're, that's we're awesome. Think, thank you. Yeah. We're we're thinking about the, these years in a different way. Yep. But the yep. idea is starting to catch on, it's starting it's to spread and so I think you you're gonna see a big shift in the next few years and um, my next project um, other than this client work that I'm doing is um, I am writing a new book and it's a, it's a departure it's a, a little bit of a surprise oh and, good oh good and, for uh, you and yes yeah, so I'll make sure that y- you hear all about it when please. it comes out
0: please well I, I follow you on Twitter so that's a, I'm sure I'll hear, hear about it that way um, <laughs> can I end with a quote from We Are The New Radicals love it um, uh, chapter 5 what does the world need I mean that's just I mean that's kind of what I asked you I suppose I uh, just asked you but you say uh, clearly it's about making a difference in the world uh, but we need to find something that calls out to us that captures our hearts and fires our imagination why because our enthusiasm will inspire us to take on the challenge and give us the strength to carry on in the face of inevitable difficulties close quote it's so great i mean it's just y- you just you gotta get out of bed in the morning because that's what matters yeah. you know I mean it's so trite and trivial and, and almost meaningless in some ways but it's a, it's a beautiful uh, quote it's a great book thank and you're you. wonderful you <laughs> too <laughs> thank you for for joining me today and as I say to everybody we'll have to do a follow up uh, because we barely scratch the surface there's clearly more going on than meets the eye um, agreed and yeah and I, I wish you well with the new project I'll look, look forward to it thanks so much Julia
1: thank you David